Hello, Rambox TV watchers. I'm here again with Ola from Ola's Cool Kitchen. How are you doing, Ola? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Love the jazz hands. Jazz um, hands. <laughs> um, as per usual um, with our dynamic, I'm bamboozled because you're going to talk about something. I have no particular idea. Is, well, I have an idea about it, but not the actual um, uh, details of it, but you want to talk about a political idea to do with Star Trek Discovery, which is now on Netflix. Over to you. Okay, and I'm going to ask you if you've, you've seen this or you felt it as well. It's the last season where Michael, or, or like Spock's half-sister, human sister, <clears throat> who's on the ship of Discovery, ends up in the future um, because she saved the world going into the future and the Starfleet is gone, just decimated um, in this new future and it's all cutthroat and everybody going around being, did all, all, everybody that was the former Federation, it's, it's all lost, it's all decimated. And it's about her wanting to rebuild Starfleet and find out what happened because there was a burn and all the warp drives, like that's what happened, there was a burn now, here's what I, I would say to you, okay? Like, what's the modern equivalent of that? Well, a burn could be climate change. I was thinking about that, our version of climate change, or yay or nay. But Starfleet, this is, this is talking about populism. Did you feel that? I wanna ask you, did you feel that when you watched that? Um, sorry, did it go a bit fuzzy there on the old audio? Yeah, so what did you say? Yeah. Um, I didn't read that um, that populism angle into watching that episode. Like it's currently, um, well, well, this goes out, it'll probably be on episode five or so. But at this point we're on episode three and I didn't really get that. But um, it was talking to me about the idealism that makes the Federation what it is in terms of having a certain set of codes and ideas that keep people in line, that make sure that everything's fair. And in this new future, that doesn't exist. Um, my issue with that as, you know, other maybe old Trekkers might have it as well, is that if you don't have that in the show, then are you watching Star Trek or are you watching a, a kind of generic sci-fi show where you've got some characters who are aware of the Star Trek lore um, and they have the, the idea of what it used to be. It's not really in play. So I'm not sure if I'm really getting Star Trek. Though, oh. to, go, to go real devil's advocate on this, um, essentially, if you don't have that, then you do have a show which is examining Star Trek from the point of view in a very post-structuralist sense in that way. Um, because you don't have like a ship of all these nice people, like, you know, solving problems. <laughs> You've got many different ships with all these different problems trying to get back to what it is that we saw in the original uh, show with Kirk or even in Deep Space Nine or in um, uh, Next Generation. So that just shows you how I haven't eaten today. I'm so actually buzzed out of it. Um, but yeah, I, that's what I saw. Very interesting, but I, you have to, I look at it this way. The original Star Trek was created by Gene Roddenberry and it was created in the, the TV series was created in the sixties. And at that point in time, we were different people in the sixties. And it was this optimism, you know, like we will have to join forces. And it was a very liberal time as well. Um, 
that's where this was coming from. But it was a vision, like seeing, like it, it was looking at equality between not only men and women, but of beings, other beings. Um, and, and an ability and a place where people can, where you will be allowed to shine and not be restricted by your blue, whatever, blue, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it, and you could say, well, the, those blue guys, like, for example, like Spock was, you know, the other, many of like half Vulcan, half human, he, he didn't fit in. You could relate it to the immigrant experience to America at the time. You could relate it to anybody who, who's an outsider. You can relate him to, you know, to me, he's like a rock and roll musician, Spock. He's the outsider. He's the original outsider. You know, that's why you loved him as he battled. I, I, I'm an immigrant to America, so I really related to the Spock character. I could, you know, where people would look at you in America and say, you're not, I don't accept you. You know, you're an immigrant. I mean, I had that. English is not my first language. You know, it's, and my, it, you can, and my parents talked funny. It, it, you know what I mean? Like, People would look down at you. They would also underestimate you. They just look at you as less than, less than human. Anyway, I got, got off the, the track there. But um, <laughs> what now? You see, we're still Star Trek. This is why I would I would say to you. Well, I, I might disagree with the idea that it's not Star Trek because we're just living in a time where that idealistic place, the United Nations, NATO, whatever you want to call it, is being threatened. And it's also talking just got a bit of a particular American slant, but you can apply it to other countries as well. Because with Trump, you had an isolationism, and with Brexit, this is about isolationism. That somehow you'll be so much your your identity will be so much stronger if you didn't have all these other people, you know, with their smelly foods and their different ways. Can I ask that? Sort of actually worked you. Sorry, yes. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Um, essentially, and I, I hear that my audio is really, really strange. Um, we have two different paths that we can take, right? As geeks, um, we can either use a franchise to hold on to as a nostalgia idea of our past and say, hey, don't threaten this. Or we can have that franchise wrap itself around the cultural concerns of our time. So that is, I posit, the issue that many Trekkers will have with Discovery in that they really want path A to be something that is seen as this powerful thing, don't mess with it. When ironically, path B is what the show always was. It was a commentary on its time and what the future could be. So my issues may be with Discovery, which I have to say, they're not as heavy handed as um those who do ascribe themselves to part a even though i suppose i'm a part a person um it's because i'm not watching the show just because i like commentary on various different idealism i just want to kind of escape the now as we talk this video exists in the world where either biden or trump has become president and so even nightmare is happening as we speak <laughs> i would like to watch star trek to kind of avoid some of that nightmare so am I wrong in doing so? Is it something that you want to have a particular opinion on? There's nothing wrong with you wanting to escape, but I mean, I don't know how you watch the first original Star Trek and 
like totally escape because that was always like you said it's always been a if you're gonna say original star trek original star trek was always about commentary about so did you not remember when captain kirk kisses uhura that was the first interracial kiss on tv and don't you know how can you not get it and also uhura is one of the first african-american she was a very important person to be on television. This is like a breakthrough when you see her on there. She's majestic, she's beautiful. And, you know, I've, I've read stuff about Nichelle Nichols, you know, how people would, it was all on, there's this, there's this commentary about African-American and brown people having to like represent their race to white people and all this kind of stuff. But that's what she had to do. She was on there to, to show the rest of America something different. You know, and there, there's even a Star Trek episode where there's a, it's about racial hatred, and the the guys, the very early '60s episode where one of the, the reason why they hate each other, one face is black and one face is white, right? And the other guy, it's the same but it's reverse, and that's why they hate each other because it's the different side of the face. Racism is being discussed. <laughs> I mean, okay, maybe you can escape more because it was a bit panto and a bit ridiculous with this <laughs> you know maybe the phasers and the noises are because it's all you know but um, i have to ask do we have an opportunity for these shows to be not only more nuanced but maybe attack some of the bigger issues that do have um uh, a way of becoming uh, insidious in our society. Like I can't think of a sci-fi episode of the show or any other show where they deal with economics being like a major contributor to um, the problems. I mean, sure, you've got the Ferengi in the next generation, but ultimately when it comes to addressing <laughs> economics as an issue or taking any ideas that say um, Noam Chomsky or other pundits have, sci-fi shows don't really communicate that. Either they don't think that we'll find it interesting or they think that um, showing off the, the, the mythology or the law of those different um, worlds is what the people that are in that tract of A want to see. So how much can they really deliver on that as an idea? I get what you're saying about the old Star Trek, but even then we're watching that retrospectively. I wasn't there in the 60s to watch it as it happened. You know, so like many other people, I'm taking on board how important it was in retrospect. Well, you have to like, excuse me, because I wasn't there to originally watch it either, but I read a lot of Trek books. I've read a lot of Buffy books and I've read a lot of Trek books and I've read about the impact of the show and contextualized it. I actually find it fascinating to read books about how these programs are like an interpretation of the society at the time. That's how geeky I am. Yeah, so that's why I know about, <clears throat> I wasn't, you know, I wasn't just, I was like, wasn't born when Star Trek came out. So original Star Trek came out, but I, I'm aware of the impact because I read all this stuff about it. And I, you know, I read Michelle Nichols because she was cool, you know, it's like, hey, she's like an icon, you know. <laughs> and uh, uh, I, uh, I think it would be very difficult to comment on the, um, th this is a one hour show and it is about, like you said, a certain amount of entertainment. You know, so you have. 
that's kind of what I want to address. How far can they take that initial idea of saying, hey, this is a fantastical event show and we're going to discuss some humanistic situations, some cultural situations, and we're going to show how, if we're in this void of this other time, how we could reach better conclusions if we work together. But we've seen season upon season of um, racial, uh, say, uh, issues through the, the Klingons or the Vulcans and whoever but if we are going to really use that show as a commentary then perhaps as you just said because they've only got a small amount of time maybe it's not really a facilitator for what maybe people who are in Tract B really need to get out of the show maybe Star Trek only has so far it can boldly go <laughs> look man I've watched a lot of sci-fi and a lot of just tons of it. Doctor Who is highly political, has lots of messages that's getting out there. New Doctor Who, it, but old Doctor Who had them too. I mean, they're just, they're interspersed in the stories and, um, you know, whatever. Supergirl got very political after Trump got, I mean, this is a bit more popcorn, but there was a, there was a character who, who they, they really went for the immigrants. Like they had this interesting thing in Supergirl where they just like, they were started a turn on the heroes because they were aliens from another planet and earth was going against them. And there's a one scene where there's a Mexican character where her daughter's a superhero, but he's Mexican. He's like, they hate people like us. This is quite, this is Supergirl, it's quite kitty. And then suddenly there was some interesting, like, bam, Supergirl, wow. <laughs> you know, I know there was a speech where I almost cried when they had this earth first kind of person come in and do this shit because it was it was speaking to us and i honestly you know you can't help but talk about what's going on at the time it in something and i think star trek oh. star trek can't that's what star trek always did and what i thought was really interesting was she goes into the future because i've been watching it and i was like Emma, when i was been watching star trek star trek was about optimism star trek was about hope and the 60s was about that that liberal time where you, it was about choice and opportunity so you can be the best you. That's how I saw, you know, and, and, and infinite diversity, like the whole thing of like infinite IDIC, you know, infinite combinations or infinite diversity, I can't remember what it's called, but you know, we get great pleasure from diversity. Oh, not oh, from, yeah. okay, this, that, I think that's a Vulcan thing, I don't know, but anyway, yeah, it's a Vulcan. This is a Vulcan thing, right? But IDIC or infinite, I can't remember the it's been a while since I read, <laughs> right? I was a teenager when I read a lot of this stuff. But what I'm trying to say to you now is now here we are, and we have to, like, you know, each series of this discovery is dealt with something else, you know. And if you want retro, we had Spock in the last series and Pike. They brought Christopher Pike. If you want, that was great. I was like, yeah, because I'm that kind of a geek. I know who Christopher Pike is and I know what happened to him, you know? So I was like, yeah. Uh, and I loved it. I love the retro. I wish Doctor Who would revisit its roots more instead of just being totally new. I'd like a little bit of throwback more. But anyway, what happens is now we're going to explore. Well, let's look at what happens with populism. Let's look at what we what happens to us when we cut each, cut ourselves off, when we don't speak to each other, when we don't have that vision of idealism. Because this is what this is. The, the, the Starfleet, to me, you know, like you got the people who, who are real Star Wars fans. I'm, I'm not 
again, Star Wars, but I'm not a big Star Wars fan, but they, they're the force. And there's the force, you know, and it's interesting. It's kind of like this mm, pseudo or kind of like spiritualist kind of thing and everything and everything. It's also like Douglas Adams, everything's connected. Everything that's alive is connected. It's very hippie in some ways. But Star Trek is a little bit less hippie with Starfleet, but there's a code. And it's a very liberal 60s code of anti, like, against racism, against um, whatever gender discrimination. And it is about letting, and also understanding different cultures and managing them and not just hating somebody else, whether it's another person or another alien that there's another perspective that we need to know and that we can we are reasonable beings that can navigate but we need to work together and we can still keep our own identities without having to resort to populism and that's why i was particularly interested when i got hooked into the discovery thing because i realized here we're going to explore the effects of this populism and we're going to try and go back to our roots. Starfleet, you know, when she put the uniform, I got emotional. You know, so we're in this new universe. It stinks. It's like killing, you know, and, and, you know, and she spent a year, Michael spent a year waiting for the ship to come. And she had become acclimatized to this whole thing. So, you know, you have somebody who had to live in the populist thing and just started to embrace it. And then they came back and it's like those values are coming back at you yeah and she's reunited and she's been she's you know she got all the dreads changed her hair you know blah, blah. but as soon as she put that uniform on and put that you know i'm not patriotic i couldn't give a shit about the british flag or the american flag but when i see that that little communicator and i see that uniform because i know that is my ethos that is where I want to be. That's what I want to see the future as. Something, something positive, something that isn't about limitations and it's about understanding and communication and allowing for differences while also maintaining oneself. Sure. I think <laughs> there will be um, something that happens to me in terms of my enjoyment of the show as it proceeds. Um, maybe it just needs a bit more time but i can't help but feel that what i do like getting out of something which is say forward thinking is being done better on other shows like the boys for instance because they're quite happy to oh! they're quite happy Sorry. To, okay <laughs> they're quite happy to talk about the the meta contextual analysis that happens when we talk about products that can affect people and branding and celebrity and whatnot. Um, at the risk of promoting my own book, I'm, I'm not averse to writing about fantastical um, characters, but dealing with how they have to socially uh, interact despite the pressure that they may get from ideas of what they're supposed to be through other media. Um, and I don't know if Star Trek Discovery truly wants to um, work through the idea of media in their universe. There is no show that everyone watches in Star Trek Discovery. There is no um, uh, pushes or pushing of, of catalytic ideals through um, branding or entertainment. And I think maybe I can be accused of looking to Star Trek to do 
something that it doesn't know how to do or isn't interested in. Um, that all being said, um, this is a fascinating topic and I wanna, I wanna return to it at another time, but we've kind of run out of time, at least oh, I've run out of time now. Don't, don't, but this don't is the thing, Ola, I know you're gonna to wanna to rant about it and that's great. No, no, one thing I wanna say, one thing. And that one short. thing, really short. Okay, short. I Go. promise. I wanna say thank you, you're so cerebral, I love it. But boys, one thing I wanna say about boys, there's a scene where um, there's a female superhero, super, one of the super people, and she turns out to be an old Nazi, right? Have you seen it? This is a spoiler, guys, spoiler. So if you haven't watched boys, don't listen. Um, so she turns out to be an old, from the old Nazi party. And there's a point where they confront her and they like, and she says, I'm selling what America wants. They just don't like the word Nazi. Oh, oh, so on the nose. But the best bit, spoiler, don't watch this, is when all the girls, like it's women beat her up and kick her. That was great. Because that's what you should do with the Nazi. I'm not a, I'm not a soft hippie. I'm not a soft hippie, really. The best Nazi is a dead Nazi. Well, there you go. Again, um, we're, we're celebrating and are happy to see that a show can do that in the context of there being capes and uh, powers and whatnot. And even though Star Trek isn't a superhero show, it is a fantastical show that does, through its history, suggest that it wants to have um, a lot of things to say about how we interact with each other and that whole thing you were saying before about inclusion um, and diversity. So I, I kind of want Discovery to to really go further with that by explore an aspect of, of humanity that so far it hasn't really truly um, pushed and that would be media. Um, but yes, we have run out of time. Please do plug your Ola's Cool Kitchen okay. DJ show. What okay. is it about? Where can people check it out? It's a journey through to both time and space. It's kind of guitar based, but it's all over the place. And it is eclectic and good music has no boundaries. That's an ethos. You can find it on Mixcloud, Soundcloud, Podomatic, Speaker, Stitcher, iTunes. Excellent. You were great. And I sounded like a garlic throughout most of this episode, but that's fine. No, you were great. <laughs> now, I, I was really happy that we were able to like, it's not just you. Oh, no, no I'm in the actual audience. Not, not just me, like, sorry, not just me. I mean, what I meant to say is not just you like asking questions and not, it's more fun to- Oh, indeed, for sure, for sure. Thank you so much for watching Rantbox TV viewers. We do a new episode every Friday and I'm sure Ola will join us again on another episode. Goodbye for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.